Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. How are you all doing, folks? A uh, little bit strange today. We have no leader. Um, we'll have to send uh, get well wishes to Anthony, who's just recuperating this moment. He had a small bit of a knockout, Mark. A bit of a knockout. A bit of a knockout. So we want to send our best wishes to him. Um, everything's going to be fine. He just needs a couple of days. So myself and Marco have tried to put on his shoes and they don't work. So we're here today and we're going to wear one each. I think, right? <laughs> one's too big and one's too small. We'll let you work that one out. But um, we're in the bowels of Parky Keeve uh, and I'm in the company of greatness. Right, sandwich between two Cork greats. So we're delighted to be welcomed by Shani and... Marco, and as I said from the outset, we're going to try and uh, make a stab at looking after Delo's job. So, best wishes, Delo. Anyway, we'll kick it off. Marco, let's yes, kick sir. straight to the point. You told me that Ale wouldn't be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're, 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 you're throwing in the dusty mucky ball early, TJ. Fair play, yeah. It is in the early. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, sure, I suppose I got to a stage where they just couldn't... Uh, couldn't uh, <laughs> take him any longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yesterday's result probably oh just God. put the tin hat in it. Ah, yeah. Look, you know, I suppose for a club like United, TJ, like, you know what I mean? A really big club, like, you know, a national club, like, or a international club, I suppose. We'd be looking for a new manager now, and um, just talks about Zidane, you know, whether he would take it or not, I don't know. But uh, I think it's disappointing, like, you know, I just, I just, you know, for United. Like, uh, I'm laughing right keen for the last couple of months and I'd be a big keen fan now, to be fair. Like, Jesus, the stick he's given the players is unreal, like, you know, and he, like myself, would have said, no way, Salzgar wouldn't go, like, you know, and he also didn't make up the point. He said that the players would throw him under the bus at some stage, like, you know, and that's exactly what has happened. So I'm disappointed that he's gone, to be honest with you, because, you know, maybe, maybe the players just haven't good enough, like, you know, and... That's but yeah, it, it just yeah. it just proves that United at the end of the day they want success, and if you're not in the top three, that's it out the door. Good luck, no matter who you are. Or what. But I thought the fact that he was their own, you know, that he was a it was a homebred uh, coach, a manager that he wouldn't get the bullet. But where does it leave Ferguson now? Because Ferguson would have been the person that would have been squarely behind him all along, like you know. So just proves it. And you're on the same side of the fence as me, Liverpool man. Gutted he's gone to Couldn't be more. Couldn't agree more with Yeah, I think every Liverpool supporter is the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. look, I suppose that's sport. That's the way it's gone. And I think we've touched on even 
the hurling and the GAA it's kind of going that way like this teams expect success and want success I was actually we're obviously doing the, the live stream we have the county final in Cork and I met the Gar, one of the Gart lads that taught me that Matty Murphy got the bullet in Gart I think 2015 now he's back last year and this year has gotten back to the semi-final this year but he said like that there was a heave against them from the players in 2015 so just it's, it's kind of gone that way hasn't it really like Definitely. if the success doesn't follow who did they shoot or oh, the manager because it has to be the manager's wrong like, yeah. like when the players put up their hands and say like maybe we are not committed half enough maybe we're not doing enough training maybe we're not <coughs> minding ourselves off the field like you know always seems to be the gaffer that gets the bullet like you know yeah, yeah. So, um I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll cut to the chase on a huge weekend of action in Cork across two days, loads of finals. Um, my first Little All-Ireland. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the Little All-Ireland, Johnny. Where did that come from? I suppose traditionally, TJ, there was, it, it, it was a county final played after maybe Cork had won an All-Ireland. Say. So Cork might have been All-Ireland champions from, you know, pick a year, 76, and a couple of weeks later then you might have had the county final coming on, or the county championship starting, or maybe mid-championship, sorry. So traditionally you'd have had a first, second round game played, then the summer championship would have happened in the county, so you could have fellas playing an hour in final, and then two weeks later going in, or the week after, to play a quarter final, for instance. So I think it probably came from that, where Cork traditionally had been regularly contesting all our finals, they went back to playing their county stuff, and it just came, I suppose, from that. I'm only surmising myself, I'm not exactly sure what the, it the is background a is. All 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 like, you know, and, and tis... In Cork, and in Cork, okay. That's the way we have it. And she just was great that you made your <laughs> trip down from right, Limerick today, first, like, you know. And I have to say, Mark, it didn't disappoint. Really well looked after by everybody. Two great games of hurling, two enjoyable uh, games of hurling, played in the right manner and the right spirit. Yeah. Uh, two good winners, and we'll touch them in a sec. But overall, and, and in fairness, the, the facility here now, Marco, is. Fantastic. I know, I know he spent a few quid, but. He did. We, yeah. Well, we spent a bit more than a few quid, and yeah. some of us. We found a few quid as well in a couple of accounts there recently. That's true, that's but, uh, but money you know, well spent, no, you'd have to say. That is, and I was actually talking off camera with Jock Cunningham today, like, you know, that this stadium is going to see us out, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's in fairness to the, to the board when they made the decision to do the redevelopment of Parky Cueve, they made the right job of it, like, you know, and um, all we need now is a couple of Ed Sheeran tickets and um, <laughs> a couple of Galbrook tickets for Crop Park. So anyone out there who has access to the tickets, Contact Dale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I suppose we'll, we'll go to the main act first in, in the, the Lynn and Middleton. Two teams rich in culture and history, uh, good final set up, and in fairness, overall, it didn't disappoint. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. in fairness, it was close. The Glen probably, like Middleton did all the hurling, and you would say were deserved winners. In fairness, the Glen kind of showed a teakness, a toughness, and just kind of whether the storm hung in there, got a goal completely against the run of play. It might have been 15-6 or something at the time. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, bang, it becomes from nine to a six-point game. They follow up with the next score and probably went in, was it at halftime? Was it three I points? Four, 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 yeah, 16-1-9 at giving themselves a good chance. And, like, a good ch- and then Middleton, did they, did they start the half? No, the, third, so the, third, the third quarter was Glenn, Glenn won it like seven points to four and it, back to a point. Back to a point. Then Middleton came again in the last quarter. So it was a game that ebbed and flowed. But at the same time... It just had a feeling that Middleton's name was, was on it all. Their name was on the trophy all day. Like, Neham was buzzing. Tommy O'Connell was playing excellent. Kiefer Smith was very, very good. 
And like you just felt that first, like Cormac Bazang and Luca Farrell, if they got enough ball, they'd open mm. up and as that second half went down, mm. that's exactly mm. what happened. But mm. credit to the Glendale who were in there and were in the game right to the end. Right to the end, know? yeah. And Mackie, for Middleton, the six forwards scored from play and when you're going into a county final or it's, it's a championship game that needs to be won, you want your forwards. Like, and, and on the day, as a unit, they were impressive. I do were, in fairness. And look, I suppose all the analysts would have said in advance of the match, TJ, that Conor Hen, um Carmel Buzang, who's had a fantastic season, probably didn't have a brilliant final by his standards this year. And Luke Fowl, they, they were the three main mm. forwards that were going to do the bulk of the scoring. But up pops Russell Regan with four points, Pear White with two points, and uh, Sean O'Mara with two points as well. Like eight points from play from that's the three cool. boys. You know, that's what you call a team effort, to be fair. Like, you know, and uh, that to me was probably the winning and the losing of the game, TJ, because those, like Connor, once Connor turned up and played well, he was always going to get a lot of scores. And he got five points in play all in the first half. And I think he got about seven or eight points from freeze. He was excellent right through. And you knew he was going to get that. The same as Patrick Hogan was always going to get maybe one, seven, one, eight. You know, that's what he was going to get at least. So, but when you pop up with those three kind of unheralded players and get eight points between them, I thought that was a fantastic uh, return from those lads. Like, you know, but um, the overall game, you know, Midland looked like they were going to take off and go and win easy. Then the Glen got the goal and Shawnee said, yeah. next one, geez, the game is on again. The next one, last quarter, one point in it. So could, could, could the Glen get back into it? I suppose I had the first two minutes in the fourth quarter. The first, Midland got three points there. They pushed it out to four points and they kind of always had that cushion then to kind of see, see them out to the line. Like, but... You know, when the ball fell to Doris with the last puck of the game, and oh, Jesus, doubling and away. Yeah. Like, would it like to have been an amazing recovery from the Glen to get a result out of yeah. the game? But it could have happened. Credit to them, uh, Shani Connor Lahan. Yeah, uh, thirteen points in the day, five from play, yeah. and I suppose that score that actually Ross Regan got when Connor just flicked it back oh, over right. his head, and when when you do those things, it's your day, isn't it? Yeah, and you'll know as well as a Limerick band, TJ, even as a defender. I know you played everywhere, forwards, defence, yes. midfield, you played everywhere, boy. Like, if you saw Lee Han come in as well as a defender, like, on his day, that guy is exceptional. We had him a minor. We actually had him in 2010 as a minor. John, John Constantine was the manager. We played tip down here. It was a cracker. Went to extra time, we beat him. And coming back after, we go for the point and a bit of crack and a bit of a chat. And even in the group, we were kind of saying, Lee Han was kind of quiet tonight he got seven from play <laughs> like he's a scoring machine he can still kind of go through games and you like that night no we said yeah he was busy he was okay but he's a scoring machine and like that for me is always kind of being part of his game say like some fellas are hard working forwards get their couple of scores but on his daily hand can chalk up some massive scores we played here in the 2014 month of final yeah. a while ago four from play second half to 2013 all around final came out goal straight away against Clare rocket of a goal like his scoring averages are high. He's probably, even into county, in between that three or four point average. And for club stuff, I had a quick look. I did a bit of a money ball before the game just to see how could this game be won and lost. Like he's up to with Patrick in that as a club goal scoring forward. He's 20 odd goals scored in club championship stuff. Like. So he's an incredible player. Yes, he'll probably admit maybe lost his way a little bit. Did he, for me, no. Did he lose it enough to be dropped off a panel? I couldn't agree with that. But because I think he's just in that enigma type player that if you get him right, he can do exceptional things. And I think Ben, maybe just this year, has looked at other aspects of his play. I think what he did this year, 
that I haven't seen before is he's thrown the ball around an awful lot more. Winning ball, and in the past maybe he was shooting on side. Today, he created a couple of scores by giving a pass, and then looking for the pass back. Too, like, yeah. A lot of assists too. A lot of assists. Yeah, as you mentioned, even the over-the-head over stuff, the head which stuff, led yeah, to Ross yeah. O'Regan. So his game has gone on to another little dimension. He's still only 29. He was a minor in 10, 18, and 29, 30 next year. I think there's plenty of life in that fellow. And for him personally, Johnny, like with the disappointment of obviously being released from the panel, yeah. to go back and have that kind of a season with your club and yeah. Captain Middleton... To today, but that's huge. Like. It's huge, and like some fellas get classed or tagged as being this and that flaky. Like even emotionally today, he nearly started crying in the speech on the field. Mm. You know, mm. emotionally, I think it meant an awful lot. There was maybe a little bit of baggage or pent up frustration, and it probably came out in his in his speech. So obviously, he's someone that loves the game and feels yeah. for it. And I was delighted for him. The one thing for me, Sean, is that when he came up and he did an interview with Matthew Morris afterwards, that I've never seen the man looking as fit in my life. Yeah. He was lean, his face was gaunt, and he would see the shoulders out through the jersey, like, you know. Yeah. I thought he looked really, really fit as well, like, you know. And, like, you know, we would have discussed it in the pod already, TJ, like, whether he deserved a call back or whether he'd yeah. be a 20-minute man or a 15-minute... Look, I think that's a conversation for Kieran Kingston. Should have a conversation with him, like, you know. And yeah, I think so. And even from the outside, you could argue, maybe, Shani, any, any given day, is he... On the first 15, you could, that's an argument that we could yeah. all have. Yeah. But I think, you see, on the first 30, I think there's a given, like, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think so. I, I suppose, what do you do, you, as, as, a, as a manager of Cork and a selection committee? You sit down, you look at what happened at minor under 21, who's coming up for minor is eligible, who played well for the 20 months. And of course, the club championship. Now, the club championship at times can be a tiny bit false because some fellas have the ability to do great stuff in the club scene and struggle at the inter-county scene. But when you have a player that has, over a period of time, really excelled for Cork, maybe tapered off a little bit in the last year or two, but has excelled in massive games, and then has had a club championship like he's had, I definitely think he catapulted himself over the last couple of weeks, and particularly today, back into the frame. Yeah, far is very good. And, mm. Mac, let's touch on Tommy O'Connell for a second. Kind of a, a new venture as such, maybe back into that centre-back position, but mm. certainly been very impressive in the last couple of games yeah. and, and, and no different today. No, he was very good again today. No, he's, he's continued his form, TJ, which is the big thing for me, and it's consistency of performance. If you're looking for inter-county fellas, you want to know they're consistent. And he has been really, really consistent um, he's striking he's excellent and you know what he's a kind of a what do you call him a defender no I, I don't know what you would call him yet but what I, what I did see from him all season is that he delivers a great quality ball into the forwards and I thought he's he's, um, he's toughened up a fair bit he, was, he got a fair few belts today and only got a fair few belts in the, um, in the Black Rock game as well because they're, they're a very physical team but when you're going into against Intercounty in your own crowd like TG you're probably the most physical team around at the moment so like if a fella is has if he's going to be good enough for the intercounty scene he's got to be able to do it at club level and he has been he has done it now and I'd be hoping that you know when Midland go out into the Munster campaign now that they will give a good rattle in the Munster campaign like you know yeah they they play Kimalik away which is I think I believe in the Gaelic grounds going to be on December the 12th yeah. but maybe before we touch on the Munster club Shane let's touch on the Glen obviously for the moment another disappointing day mm. um, tough to lose three in a row yeah yeah yeah, and, and I suppose over an 11-year period, TJ, like we went through torture stuff, really. Like we went from 89 to 2015 without winning a county. But we're always there, there about, competitive in a way, got to a semi-final um, and got to a final in 2010. So if you chart that 11-year window from 10 to 11, we've played in seven county finals, which is a brilliant return. Made up of a backbone of Patrick Harvin, Conor Doris, uh, Kyle Hickey, Steve McDonald. So they've been stalwarts for the Glen over, over the last... 11, 12 years. 
like to win two out of seven, you know, isn't a super return. But even just earlier, uh, Colin was asking about how will they then regroup and how will they recover. They'll recover fine. What else can you do? You just got to dust yourself down mm-hmm. and go again. Like I said, on the rage level outside, there's great work, Tony Wall and, and, and Mark Kennethick are doing incredible work at, at under age level. We won a minor county against Bright Rovers right. a couple of weeks ago. It was a brilliant final. And we've an under 18 competition coming up now next week against Blackrock, I think, is in, in that competition. And our 16s are playing. So I suppose no different to Gary's plan. Get to a certain stage, fellas are aging a bit. Then you've got to look at the next generation, what our 18s like, what our 21s like. So in fairness to the boys in the den over the last decade, they've put massive effort in, massive emphasis on the underage stuff. So I'd have no fear. You just dust yourself down and go again. Yeah, and Hoggy very good again, in fairness. Limited supply, early doors. Yeah. But in fairness, he's dragging them back in. Unbelievable from place balls. Gets a great goal. Yeah. And I was going to say, even from your point of view and the Glen's point of view, you'd imagine that second water break where you get it back to a point. Yeah. Simon Kennethick is in the game in a big way. You're probably feeling this is here. Big time. Big yeah. time. And it's exactly what the Glen want. They want to battle. They want to fight. I mean, it couldn't have gone better for them in some regards because Middleton are all to play, coasting at eight or nine, and then coming down the stretch there's a point in it. You'd yeah, say, yeah. this is, you know, personally, I thought this is exactly where we want. Mm. And credit where credit is due. Fellas stood up then, mentioned him earlier. Uh, Farrell got himself into the game with a little point. He could have got a little goal and he checked himself, mm. slipped it over. Bazan came into the game and then Lehan again was accurate from his freeze. No, Middleton had a lot of wides. And if the Glen had leveled, they'd have only had themselves to blame because there's loads of examples where you would have said, yeah. Go on, go on, a fellow was going on a solo run. He shot early, he shot outside. Well, the calm up was one for me was, was just you know three pints up, 62 minutes on the clock, open space, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, 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 and listen, yeah. we know. Like you saw him in the after bundles against the Rockies, against the yeah. fullback. Once he got past uh, Nadwell, he was gone. Like you know, yeah. I just thought he should. On Arbrook, I should say, I thought he should have just kept going, you know, and just tapped the ball over the bar. Four points, game is over. Like you know, yeah. it allowed the Glen that one opportunity that they did get. Like you know, they did get his yeah, in fairness, and like they did great goal chance as well on forty-four minutes. And, and you'd have to credit maybe Steve McDonald. Oh, unbelievable he made interception, interception uh, which definitely kept him in the game as well. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like you mean, Kyle Hickey made a great save as well. Super save. In the, I think that was the second half as second well. Like you know, so yeah, there was a couple of goal opportunities. With like. Four points to two only in that last quarter, which was like considering how high class a game it was. Yeah. It was probably low scoring yeah, enough. Like, and, yeah, yeah. You know, Middleton, they just probably looked like they were going to kick on, and in fairness to the Glen, just hung in there, hung in there, but just on the day. Yeah, I think they, to, to, to give credit to Middleton as well, say there was a, you know, the Glen were starting to get a bit of, a little bit out of the Middleton half back line. So I thought Luke Harvin was coming into the game a little bit. Mark Dooley started to win a few puck outs. But for a young lad, Keirrick Smith, for his first year, is he, mm. he's still playing hard. Is he mm. hard? Is he 18 mm. years of yeah. age? Yeah. Just he turned it out with loads of ball. Yeah. Under ferocious pressure, That's Luke right, Deneen, yeah. the same. So in fairness, while they had lost their way a little bit in attack and had some aimless strikes that ended up going wide. I thought their defence totally turned it into it, none more so than Tommy O'Connell. Yeah. And Tommy, as a fellow that had been tagged as a bit of a loose kind of defender, God, yeah. I thought his defence today was really, really good. He was yeah. on different players. Dean Brosnan, who's taller than him. Luke went in on him for a while. Dooley went in. And Downey led the game with the forward. And Mark, let's talk about maybe Middleton's management team for a sec. Jeff Fitzgerald, obviously, that was manager. And yeah. Ben O'Connor now winning another, coach, yeah. another title. So, coach, mm-hmm. you would be predicting a nice future ahead for Ben. I would, nice I'd say. Brenda Hurland today. Oh, yeah. And, and a shy touchdown. Definitely getting the best of the land as well, which is a great sign of a coach. If he's improving the player, improving the team. So, what you want to see. so I suppose a couple of things for me, you know, 
They moved Cormac Walsh out of the forwards back to the half-back line. Moved Tommy O'Connell, known as a midfielder, struck forward, back into the half-back line. Luke Deneen wasn't on the team last year, has become a pivotal player for them. Um, has marked the best player kind of in the opposition's team all along. You know, it was significant to think today that he was given the responsibility to map Patrick Horgan and the glints it up with a two-man inside line. So now you're saying, Jesus, Luke want to be quick enough to map Patrick Horgan. So I thought that Ben Shord and George Fischolan, the manager, and Towns McCarthy to give him a mention now. Towns has been there for a long, long time Excellent. with that Middleton team now in fairness. And it's a great testament to Towns. Um, well, this just showed confidence in their defenders, didn't it? Big time, big time, yeah. But like, you know, uh, I suppose, you know, Kiva Smith is um, his younger brother, Shaney Smith, right? We would, he would have been involved in development squads and as a tough one that the younger brother well, comes in and takes a position maybe or takes one of the positions in the backs. But I suppose overall, um, hats off to the Middleton management, but I suppose in particular, they went outside the club for the first time ever. That was a big decision for a club like Middleton to go outside and pick up uh, an outside coach and like Ben O'Connor has done a wonderful job, obviously, you know, the fact that we you win a county and now following in the footsteps of his father Bernie before him now having won a a, a county like, you know. So um he got a very short spell last year, I suppose, with COVID and stuff like that. So there were question marks like, you know, or the outside man and Ben and blah blah blah. But like they got their full season this year now and he's delivered in spades and um whereby we would have seen him against Sars. They were poor that night, like and then, but they were they toughed it out against Aaron Zone. I think that Aaron Zone game might have made them because um, local derby. But they had to go for the full sixty minutes. They had to eke out the result. And the boys at my Aaron Zone had Kieran Murphy sent off as well. Like so, they would have been expected to win it, but it got tighter and tighter. So they eked it out, but they hurled outstanding against Black Rock. And I thought the first half today, 16 points, 14 from play. That's a massive performance from any team for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Question is now, can they add, you know, can they move that performance of the first half out for two halves, I suppose, is the big thing. They certainly were flat in the third quarter today, but, you know, still in the championship. They have three weeks now for Munster semi-final. That's brilliant because it gives them an opportunity to celebrate, enjoy the victory because... You know, people probably don't enjoy him enough, but then mind themselves as well at the same time. But like, it's hard work winning any championship, yeah, as you know. We spoke you know before I mean? about oh, the Mondays after the county final. Oh, brilliant day! Oh, Noel Max will be lifting. The club will be lifting tonight. But I said Noel Max will be getting a good call in tomorrow. So. And Shani, a good championship in general. Thirteen and a half thousand plus here today, which is brilliant. Super atmosphere. Play something great overall. Good championship. Yeah, and, and you know what? Competitive. Competitive, TJ. Like, you go back 15 and 16 to Glen, 17, 18, 19 in Mulkelly, Black Rock last year, and Middleton this year. So a couple of different teams. It's not, it's not you know, Mulkelly I'm, I'm, I'm dominating for a while. But it's not belly going like. Yeah. Yeah. We know what's starting to get around the, the yeah. county. And in general, TJ, going beyond the senior championship, the senior game, A game was good. The to be the Premier game, I was at um, Ballinhasig and Castle Lines yesterday. Great game. Last night, Castle Marker and Sowers, great game. And even the junior game on Saturday, Valley Gibbling. Gibbling super win. Against Strum Tariff was an excellent game. So in general, the campaign, you know, it's kind of culminating in a massive weekend. You've got the final in the Premier Intermediate next week, which will mm. be Castle Lions. Um, Corsi Rovers. Corsi Rovers. So in general, the Championship. And then when you're looking at it as well, say from a cock perspective, kind of who 
maybe put themselves into the spotlight. So oh, I thought, young Kel- Kelly, is it Mikey Kelly was decent. Like, he might be a bit well, light. Yeah. He's a lovely little player for Castle yeah. Martyr. Man of the match in the intermediate final earlier on this year as Kelly, well. Like, he a did, nice yeah. little player, boy. He's nice yeah. and busy. Yeah. He throws the baller well. His frees were good last night. Um, today, Bazang was busy as well. He showed maturity. Do you know what maturity when the game isn't going for you? It's grand to go away and get five points. Yeah. And get a, you know, a four, get a couple of early scores. You're buzzing. Ball wasn't running for him, but he showed good maturity and played his way into the game. I love that about a forward as well. They can stay calm and get a few scores. So there's a few players we mentioned them already, like Tommy O'Connell and these guys. So in general, a great championship culminated today in a bumper crowd and a great atmosphere. Brilliant, yeah. And Matthew were treated to the underage teams in Cork, they would say the twenties and the Miners right. parade in their own right. as well, That's and right. they were off the trophy. So you'd have to say even at schools level, Cork are really coming back to the fore. Those Hatty Cup teams have been very impressive over the last couple of years. So if we now look at maybe the club champions in Cork going on to the Munster Club. Mm. Like, mm. That hasn't been where maybe Cork people would like it to be in no. recent times. No, you're right. Absolutely. Like, we're, we're going back to 2009 to Newtown. Maybe going back even a, yes, right. allowing like, to get a team before yeah. Newtown. Right? And this is a competition that in the 70s that Cork would have yeah. harvested I, big time. So I suppose what, what, what would be the expectation or the hope, let's say, for Middleton now? So I, I think the standard of club hurling um, is probably improving, is what I would say, um, in Cork. I suppose the fact that Immaculate won three counties, TJ, yes. is the beaten finalist, would go out into the Munster campaign. And I think a lot of the teams, when the divisional teams beat him in the final, probably didn't have the heart to go on because they had been beaten. And that probably... It's not ideal. No, it's not ideal, and it throws the stats out slightly. Um I think the fact that Cork got to an All Ireland final this year, we are there. We're knocking on the on the door, and you know, if I was doing anything, if I was Kevin O'Donovan now, Mark Sheen, I'd be saying, right, Limerick are the best team around at the moment. They've built the team around the Keen Lynches, the Sean Finns, right? That era of underage players that went on last in All Ireland final, but went on to the under twenty ones afterwards. He managed to keep that group of players together. The big job for Cork now is how do we keep the minors and the 220 teams together? How do we harvest the best there to put us in about three or four years' time that we are the team like Limerick? I'd be hoping that we are well-placed now, but I think it's about how do you utilise the assets that we have and the assets are the players that were good enough to win minor under 20. That's the most important thing for, for me. I think the club is... And once it's fixed, it's it's like the format is brilliant now, and the split season is brilliant because you now know your club player is going to like you can go to your club player now at the start of the season and say lads, we're going to be training X, Y, and Z because we're going to be playing championship at A, B, and C, and you know exactly when you're playing, and I think that is a huge like that's huge for a club player because. The club player doesn't get the plaudits that the inter-county fella gets. doesn't get the media attention, all that kind of stuff. But now, there's massive media attention around the club players, particularly in Cork, with the live streaming. And I would have to say, the, the examiners, we, we've covered it in the pod a good few times, the amount of paper and pictures and interviews that the club player is getting now is massive. And I think, I think it's very exciting now for a club player in Cork right now. Yeah, definitely. And Shani, in terms of maybe expectancy or we say on the ground in Cork after being in Ireland the youngsters like we know what they're how good they are and what they yeah. can do like looking at 2022 right mm-hmm. at the season we just had what would be the general feeling in Cork I think there'd be a good buzz around that's, that's the reality Cork have won in 20 and a minor championship they won two under 20s if you want to call it that because of the whole carry on from last year 
I think Cork public are, are excited by the type of player that's been produced now at underage. Um, it's a mix of power and it's a mix of flair and class. You look at Ben O'Connor uh, from the minors, powerful lad. Munster Academy and all that are looking at him. Six foot odd, centre back, real Brian Cochran type player. Then you go to a Jack Leahy um, from Dungorny with the minors, full forward, tasty. Comes out, takes a great ball. Jack Allen, who's slight but has that you know nice kind of Cork dash, that dash, that old Leary up Watergrass Hill. Mm-hmm. So they can now see it kind of a Cork player maybe coming that you know, can maybe challenge that physicality that the likes of yourselves have, you know? I mean, and that's what I liked about today's club championship is that eerily there was probably more ball caught mm. in a long, long time that yeah, I've seen. Lehan caught a good few balls, mm. Mark Dooling caught a few balls, mm. Dean Brosnan caught a few balls, and that has been a Rackley's heel for a number of years. It goes way back to the Kilkenny time when Kilkenny were dominating. And again, this year we struggled under that high ball. So the type of forward and defender that we're now producing from the underage ranks, and back to Mark's point maybe with Kevin and Donovan, Mark Sheehan, Maybe the, likes of the, the, the new system here now, TJ, is you do an under-16 Cork team and then you get the minors automatically. So then you get time to work with these guys. And Noel Furlong had that opportunity and now is a Cork senior selector. So some of those, those guys coming through, not only does he know them from a hurling perspective, but possibly from a personality point of view. What do they need, need you know, to be integrated into a setup where you have old and seasoned campaigners like, I suppose, Alan Cadigan maybe, Owen Cadigan, Patrick Hogan, who've been there for the last 10, 15 years. So even mentally, the likes of Furlong will get a feel for that as well. So I think that's to be applauded and commended as well. So mm-hmm. I think in general, TJ, obviously the mood is going to be good. No, we're not fools either. Yeah. We were lacerated in an all a final. But we're not yeah. stupid. We know we've an awful lot of work to do. But with the underage stuff and a good club championship that's just happened, I think the feeling will be one of optimism. Yeah, and Huggies had a super club campaign again. Like, so there's definitely more in, in, in uh, Yeah, there. absolutely. And, and look, you know, I, I suppose he was... I suppose incorrectly sent off in the uh, county quarter final was it, and okay. and that was rescinded afterwards, and and uh, video evidence um, was used in that situation. So, um, if like Patrick has a love for the game, that knows no bounds to be honest. He got one two scores there in the first. At least touch. Ah, yeah, but he's first point play. But his footwork. But his footwork. Like different gravy. was even he got a point from playing the second. Like he was going to snap it, and he realised that there was no one there, and he took it on for another two or three steps, and he steadied himself, knocked it over the bar. He's just the skill levels and the tricks that that man has is just phenomenal. Like he's he's a joy to watch to steal a a paraphrase, like you know. But he is a really really good player and. You know, everybody will say, like, you know, it'll be a travesty if he doesn't win an all Hall medal, but, you know, they're not giving out, like, they're no, not giving out, like, they're hard on and, and no. you know, so. Well, I just, just to us, Kimalik people listening, just to, the, the warning shots have been fired, the boys are confident <laughs> in the side of me, so, you know, you better, you better be ready. Um, We'll, 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 we'll move along to the first game today, yeah, so the Senior A final, so, yeah. even just to touch on the grades, like, I was probably doing a small bit of homework on, on Cork. There's so many clubs in Cork and so many grades. It's just a huge, huge Two, county. 269 260 clubs. 269 is nearly yeah. twice yeah. as much as nearly anybody yeah. else. So just a phenomenal county. So we should be in all Ireland final in a couple <laughs> of years, <laughs> yeah, you know. But the, the whole the senior rating, first of all, it's definitely working and like a great, great prize for those clubs today to be able to play a final in, in, in the park before the main final. Absolutely. So, like, there's a huge restructure has happened yes. in Cork over the last couple of years. Uh, there's 60 Holland teams and uh, from Premier Senior, Senior A, Premier Intermediate, Intermediate and Lower Grade Intermediate. So there's 12 in each group. Um, there's a team relegated and a team promoted every year as well. So now there's talks at the last grade, the Lower Intermediate, that they're going to do away with it. I hope they don't do away with it. I'll be straight up with you because 
we have more hurling clubs than football clubs. There's, I think, four grades in the football, four, 12, I'm, I'm certain in saying. And um, so I think like, the new format is going to be, they're looking at 16 at the bottom. I hope they don't do it. I'd be saying, Kevin, forget it. Leave it at 5.12s, right? Leave it at 5.12s. It's okay. What the footballers want to do, let them run their own championship. But from a Holland point of view, there's enough Holland clubs there yeah, come a little, yeah. to go to 5.12s, um, in my view. So, Shani, Father O'Neill's versus Ken Torkel, when I went out to the programme, I suppose from the outside, it looked like it was the Walsh's against the Millericks. <laughs> there, was, there was six six Walsh's on, on the squad for, five for Ken Torkel and five Millericks. I don't, I don't, all brothers are the Millericks. Yeah, five brothers are the Millericks. Five, five brothers, yeah, which yeah, is incredible, yeah. 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 But, um, Great game of hurling and some unbelievable scores, especially goals scored yeah. in this game. And both teams went at it from yeah. the world goal. And kind of similar and dissimilar to the senior game. I mean, Cantor were coasting in their game. No, did Len kind of came into the senior game, but were still behind at half time. Whereas Fatherley's got themselves level in a game that people have said they were completely after, you know, blown in, in, in the first quarter. In actual fact, it was a goal from Colin. Walsh just before half time actually drew it level. That's right. So Kentucky ended up chasing the game that were miles ahead in. <laughs> but in fairness, just to, to, to kind of name check, we had Colin at Minor at, at, at Minor uh, in 2019, John Constantine was the manager. Um, he got three goals today. Three and still didn't get by the match. match. <laughs> Who picked that? Oh, 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 oh my god. That's, that's hard but to believe. That, that was a phenomenal performance. And in fairness, I mean, outside the camp, people mightn't realise that Dickie Dalton was a Cox senior and John Mellerick when he came on. Um, midway through this, the first half he's nursing a, a really serious leg injury for them even to get to a final was an unbelievable achievement and when you're there you're there to win it but down two really really key players your free taker and one of your real man marking defenders into county yeah. level was a Absolutely, great testament yeah. to the club in fairness to them. yeah Jerry came on there after about 22 minutes he, he did right hamstring very heavily right. strapped and, well can we and mention where the goal is like what about Killian Broderick's goal like wasn't it some goal wasn't unbelievable it? goal yeah. was a top right hand corner like you know it was brilliant like you know we had a great view of that now from the yeah, from our angle there. Like, you know? I was going to touch on first Delo that um, Decky Dalton. I actually saw him myself. He wasn't playing, and he did have his left leg in a boot. So Marco was right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say that even a stopped clock is right twice a day. <laughs> 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 but on this occasion, he had, he had his information yeah, right. information was right. Yeah, yeah great. Like, just, I suppose, unfortunate for them that, let's say, Jerm Melrick, who just got to play with Dickie Dalton to miss out to get to a senior final and to miss it, it's a big hit, like. But t- t- the killer for TJ for Father O'Neill's is that last year in the final, Jerm Melrick and Daniel Harrington was missing their centre-back. So, and they were beaten by a point mm. by Charleville last year, having led by 11 or 12 at half-time. Now there was a hurricane there yeah. on the same day. But, like, to miss... Dalton and Liam O'Driscoll actually was another player that, that didn't play as well to them he's a corner forward for them and he's, he's a good player now to be fair um, but look it's heartbreaking there's no doubt about it but like to lose two county finals now in senior A you know in a row that's tough going for them like and go back to the All-Ireland 2020 they were beaten by Tolerone was, it, was that after extra time was it yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know so like they've, they've been like they have been brilliant their progress has been massive in fairness to them now and they have a massive panel of players and great goodwill in both the ladies bridge and um, area so I suppose they'll be really gutted tonight now like you know but they showed great balls to come back into the game, like, you know, because can't talk to it all the hurling in the first 15 minutes of the game, like, you know. Yeah. One three to no score up after six minutes, and we're leading by a goal and it, it, it going into to, to yeah. injury time in the first half. So, yeah. 
What a look. Just on the Kent Turk side, just to name check Larkon and, and Aiden Miles, two They're warriors brilliant. really, like in fairness. Larkon has been a super player for Cork down through the years. And Aiden as well, for a fella as well from time to time, has received some stick from the Cork supporters. Always a great time for him. He got four or five points from five play. Points, five five points, points And Larkon was all over the place. Yeah. I made a match just after the game, men of the match, I said, you did all right for an old fella, Larkon. <laughs> yeah. Took it in good spirits. He had a fantastic game as well. Yeah. So, in fairness yeah. to the two boys, Warriors yeah. for their club. And as we said, a really consistent player for Cork down through the years, Larkon. Like TJ, say, we were slagging earlier about Sean O'Donnell and the stats and all that, and some fellas get a 4 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10, or a 5 out of 10, or a 9 out of 10, so there's an, an inconsistency in their play. Larkon was always a 7-ish, maybe an 8 out of 10 player. He was the most consistent player I think I've seen has played for Cork over the last say, two decades. Right half back or midfield, he'll always put in a good shift. He'll always work hard. He'll always chip in with a score. And again today, from minute one right up to the end, he was still hunting and harrowing for him for an old fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was still hanging in there. So he's been a brilliant Shall servant. You, are you coming back from the clinic? <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? The social, they have a social hurling thing. And they not away to the second half, but just had a couple. Like they definitely were the better team. I have down for a, I have down for uh, I think eleven wides in this, and like in fairness. O'Neill's led by two points like in the middle of that second half like and they looked like they were going to, to go on and win it and the boys kept wide after wide after wide but it just they got Lee O'Keefe got a point to settle them and that from there and they started to, to get the scores like but um, you know this will be one for the Know Your Sport uh, who's the first uh, Polish fella to win a, a senior A my man and go as Grantus Buchanas. Filling the boots of Anthony Nash that's, uh, that's playing his trade down in Limerick now, TJ. So that was a big a big uh, step forward for that man. And um, I'd say there'll be a lot of fellas get that, one, that question wrong now in the future. A lot of fellas in Crackoff celebrating tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Joe Quaid actually has opened a pub down in Cantork. And the boys told me that they, he had the green and white flags for Cantork out all year. <laughs> <laughs> good man, Joe. Limerick of Ooh, huh? There'll be a good crack there tomorrow as well, yeah. But no, good, good win for them. And listen, winning the senior A, they now play their trade. Up in, the se- in Premier Senior now next they're year. They're a fine, big, strong team. They're physically very big and you know, they're, they're lively and they have a lovely brand of hurling. They have a lot of fellas coming off the shore on a regular basis. Now, they're a football club as well, TJ, and they're in the final, I think, of the football. I think it could be next, Premier Intermediate next weekend. So I suppose it, it's all hands on deck, but they are a very, very big team. I thought your man Ryan Walsh, he's, he's a big man, he's plenty pace, he's, he could be somebody that um, that Kieran Kingston might look at, I think. I, Dan Brown and Liam O'Keefe, they were on development squads way back. Dan was involved with Cork for a couple of years as well. Very consistent, no, you know, very steady player is what I would say. I thought he played really, really well today and... Um, you know, overall, I, I can remember Ken Talk when they were playing Junior Holland, like, yeah. and that's not so long ago. Now they're going to be playing Premier Cena next year. Yeah. What they have done over the last decade has been phenomenal. Their, their rise to success has been brilliant. I would have to say, and um, you know, to so you know, and and part of that is their development as well. Is that Duhalo entered an under twenty one Premier One team for about a, a decade? Right. And the likes of the Lock-Ons and the Aiden Walshes, they would have played. And if memory serves me right, I think they beat Bishopstown in an under-21A final one year. But they got the two or three. Yeah, yeah, they got the two or three under-21A mm-hmm. final. So Duhallow as a division was allowed play in the Premier 1 under-21 hurling. And I think that had a big part to play 
with the uh, the promotion of the game down 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 in Duhalla. Yeah, and Shane, before we leave today, in terms of refereeing, I thought in fairness, both referees did a great job. They left mm-hmm. to go in the main. Yeah. There was no whinging or looking for major referees. It was just get on with it, like it was, which was good to I, see. I agree, teacher. And I actually went to the Castle Martyr Sars game last night, which is the intermediate A final. Castle Martyr won by a couple of points. Davy cops to that from from Benny Hill. Mm-hmm. It was the same type. And do you know what? For a while, the crowd were moaning a bit, and then they just got on to it. And they think accepted yeah. it, and yeah. both. Obviously, teams that were supporting their respective teams kind of got on with it. And the neutral, I think, was delighted to see it. Just let it go. Obviously, the, the crazy stuff has to be called, but Absolutely. some of the stuff that went into rocks, they left to develop, see what happened. Right. And you referenced a few times, Mark, in the commentary. Like, sometimes it, like the hand went up, let the advantage ensue, see what happened, and then call it back, which has probably been the best rule change that's come into the game in the last couple of years. It has, it's a great rule change, Shani, but like, I, I, I just I feel for the referees when they're doing league matches with 20 or 30 people at the match and the abuse they're getting from the sideline from mentors I think is all wrong and you know it becomes a free fest then because the referee doesn't want any hassle he doesn't want any grief going home and stuff like that so I think mentors need to lay off the referees to be honest about it Um, like you know I wouldn't want to be a referee I don't know would you like to be referees do you know what I mean but it's a thankless job it's a tough job for them like and uh just mentors lay off them like let 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 the game get on because the players in the main are playing the ball nearly all the time anyway. Yeah. It's just that the mentors start giving them grief and start turning them against uh, teams. Yeah, in my be, view, to like. be fair to, to, to the senior ref, Mark, like I've played a bit of junior hurling the last couple of years, and Mark has been doing junior games. But I noticed about him, a bit like Dickie Muffin, or they they can talk to you. Yeah. What was that for? And they'll say what it was for. And if you give a bit of bad cheek, then they'll tell you to shut up. Yeah. And you know, Get on I with think it. players prefer yeah. that type they do of referee. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, but a word to Nathan Wall and, and to Mark Mara. Did you say it was Mark Mara's first senior final? First, first senior you, final. You, you'd have to say handle extremely well. Listen to me. And got, all, got all the big calls. Absolutely. Right. And there wasn't a geek, and there was a, there was a few. One in fairness, like 65. 65, and he went in and he got the decision right. He got the decision right. And that's that everybody would look back at it afterwards and say, was the decision correct? It was. And you, there can be no argument then, like, you know, yeah. I think. Shani, one other thing from we were down pitch side, right, so we could see, I suppose, first-hand the managers in the Mayor Forna. The Mayor Forna role looks like as if he's going to be confined to the stands into the future. Yeah. I would be far letting him on the sideline with the manager. He's training the team yeah. every day. It's difficult for him to banish him to the stand on match day, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird one. Because what I've noticed, TJ, is that the players kind of fear the manager and go to the Mayor Firma. They might feel that they confide in him to Mayor Firma. They might see, even though he might have his fingerprints all over picking the team, but they might know that. <laughs> and they'd never talk to him more than the manager. Yeah. And you know, some managers are great to manage, but the Mayor Firma might be actually implementing the game plan. And then the players are looking for some bit of guidance. He's going here, what am I meant to do? And it's a great time for the manager to come turn to yeah. Mayor Firma and say, what do you think? <laughs> so I think it has taken something. For definitely from that dynamic between players and management, the mere Ferner for me has always been seen as the, the go to match, so yeah. I think it's taken something yeah. from the game for sure. Yeah. 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 I saw a tactics board on the field as well today at one stage, Mark. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, who was it? Was it Ken Tuck, was it? Yeah, Frankie oh, was it. That must be the Limerick influence of the side. Mackie, before we, we, we move away from all things Cork, and I suppose we probably have to apologise to people, today is really all about the Little All-Ireland. Okay. I'm not as good to say it as Dale can say it. Little All-Ireland. <laughs> but um, the other games that were played yesterday, you might just touch on them for a sec. Yeah, so we had um, we had both Castle Matter and Liz Gould both winning their respective uh, championships. 
But a big and significant thing about both those teams is that they were both won counties previously this year. So Liz Gould won the junior county and Castlemartin won the lower intermediate. They were both promoted into new grades and they both won the new grades, which is brilliant, I suppose, in some respects. Now, a lot of people will probably say uh, that they were probably, you know, why, how come they made such a leap straight away? I think parts of it is probably they were probably the best prepared teams because they were preparing for a county final three months ago yeah. that was unplayed from last year, and so they were up and running, and then they just continued on the run like so. But like um, Castle Martha were convincing winners against uh, Sales last night. Um, Sales would have missed a couple of opportunities for goal, but Castle Martha goalkeeper saved them. Um, but like they. They have four or five players involved, the Lawtons, uh, Young Joyce, you know, Mike Kelly that you mentioned earlier on. Four, they were all involved, Joe Stack was involved with Amy Killy. So they were playing senior hurling as well with Amy Killy this year. Uh, Joyce is a real, he's a real player. He's he's the one for the future now. Um, you know, you mentioned Ben O'Connor. It's great to see we have defenders coming as well, like because we kind of always had forwards. The defence was probably one of the concerns, I would say, TJ, but Joyce and Ben O'Connor are two really, really good for, uh, defenders that are on the way. Liz Gould won a great junior championship um, uh, earlier on this year, and they have, they have really good players. John Cronin is probably the um, most recognised player on that team. He would have won three counties with him Killy. He also would have been the player involved with the tangle with Patrick Horgan in the, with him Killy in the quarter final of the championship this year. So And he was captain of Liz Gould as well. So... Uh, they had a big win against Kilbritton as well now. So, um, like, and, and I suppose to touch the junior final was played as well yesterday. Belly Giblin. Team know well, yes. Yeah, Belly Giblin involved and uh, Ronan Dewan, my buddy, and a uh, fellow who's been hugely influential in the county board as well in terms of the structures and the format of the championship. Um, Ronan was coaching Belly Giblin, so a big, a big shout out for Ronan. My sister fair. lives in Belly Giblin, so yeah, our young fellow plays a bit. He's, he's, he's in the underage scene there, so oh, I, I, I kind of know the goings on is happening there. And I see, I saw on social media last night, Marquine actually struck a brilliant goal for Belly Giblin, which is obviously great to see him in, yeah. in the hurling fraternity. Yeah, and um, was David Lynch on the panel with, with Belly Giblin? Lynch, 48, and he was out there <laughs> just to mention going away not going away from the Little Isle Island now but 95, the 95 senior champions the Pearshig and the 96 senior champions Avendu mm-hmm. were both presented to the crowd today but Dermot Lynch you're right Johnny he was cornerback on that Avendu team in 96 48 years of age tagged off yesterday with Belly Giblin and started the run earlier on didn't play any of the championship matches but played a good few challenge matches for the team this year so Fair play at, at 48 years of age to be still playing. Fair to well, some Johnny, you want to dust off that one, <laughs> lad? Dust off the wooden spoon, you'll be back for the Glen next year. Um, so, guys, I think that completes all things Cork for, for, for the weekend just gone. Br- brilliant weekend. And there's one final left, Sean, is that right? The Premier to Premier to meet next week. Courses and Castellines. That's a big match now. Castellines are beaten in the county final last year by Bellarney. Colin Spillane broke his finger in the first minute of the game. And the team seemed to, to didn't handle it well, I would say, like you know. Uh, but it's great credit to them back in the county final now this year, and they they were very. I won't say they were lucky. They were they, were, they had a tight game against um, against Ballinhasig over the weekend, and I'd say Ballinhasig were involved in football. If they weren't involved in football, I think the five county finals would have been played in the one weekend. Mm. Now that shows that the Cork County Board are doing their business right. Fixtures, they're set in stone. Get on with the games, lads. 
and we'll have it all finished in the one week. Like Sky Sports and Super Sunday. <laughs> ah, Super Sunday, <laughs> Super Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we're going to have to apologise to the rest of the country because we were all here in Gross <laughs> and all things Cork. But just to touch on a couple of things, I know my old team, St Thomas, has had a brilliant win in the semi-final over their neighbours, Gart. Running out handy winners, I think it was 420 to 8 points in the finish. So great win for them. And now they go on to the final against Darren Bridge next, next weekend. Next weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. so I think there's two finals. Did you travel up to each? I will, yeah, definitely. You, you would have been the four in a row? We'll go and see them. So they're going for four in a row, which is an incredible achievement. Yeah, so, yeah, playing Darren Bridge in the final next week. And the Tipperary final is also on next week. And we just also heard today that Lockmore have the first piece of it sorted. So at least now they're heading into a week with a pep in their step. So After winning the football replay to come against Hurlis next week, mm. and someone said about John McGrath, kind goal, of goal and injury time. Goal and injury and time. Matthew Morrissey said he's seventh man of the match award in a row. In a row. Hurling football. Hurling and football. He's, that, that's some achievement. Unbelievable. Seven man of the match awards. For a fellow that kind of had a funny intercounty season, did he? he was no, he was on the team. He was team. Really on the team. Really well, on the we team. had him on the team, Sean. Right. Yeah, we didn't have him on the team. Yeah. We would have been listening to us. Sorry, no, wasn't that, not in this occasion, no. <laughs> that was good. So that, that, the Tip County final and Galway finals, I believe, are, 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 are on next week. And also from the pad, Ken Hogan had a brilliant win today. So uh, St. Ryan has doing the three in a row. And again, the reports are it was drama. It was a very tight game. Really strong defence on both sides, and uh, Ryan is getting a goal in injury time to win 111 to 12 points. Oh, what a way to win it! What a way to win it! What so. a way to win it! That's, <laughs> so that's, that's good. Three in a row for Ryan, is, which yeah. is very good. Brilliant for Ken, yeah. Um, we just spoke off air. I see some statements from the, the GEA last night about the, the coming season 2022. I think it's when we're going to see the first real first split season. Mm-hmm. Where they're aiming to have hurling and football intercounty championships finished by the end of July, so the hurling final is fixed for the seventeenth of July, which is quite early. Yeah, I mean, like basically, I suppose fellas will finish off the season now. You've county finals going on next week. You'll have monster club stuff. Like it really is a twelve-month season for fellas, like isn't it? I mean, they'll finish in July. The club championships, I suppose, are now what month to be in November. Does that mean the club finals will come forward another bit? Here, you might yeah. have a club final in October. You've got a downtime in November, and most teams then are back at it again like, in yeah. December. Like it's going to be hard going. Mm. And I suppose what it does is, again, you no, know, just sorry for going back to the whole Cork thing. Like, but when you see fellas like Patrick Horgan at thirty-three, everyone says that the intercounty player that you get to twenty-nine or thirty and you're nearly washed out because the season is so long for you and there's so much. Stuff going on in the body and there's so much pressure on. But for a fella 33 going on 34 that's still as fit and as nimble as he is, is testament to his off-season stuff that he's doing, even outside of the training ground. But it's good, TJ. Like, it'll, it'll be good. I just... Like, I suppose we're getting away with murder as well at the moment. Like, like how many November days do you know are as mild? No, I know it was cold, but are as dry as it was today. Yeah, like, you know, like the chances are Ireland, nine times out of ten today, would have been a wash with heavy rain, overcast, and a dull kind of affair. So the chances of, if you get a chance to bring it forward another bit, I think the club player will put his hand up and say, yes, at least there's a chance of playing a club final. I presume the dates will change in club scene as well, and the club final could be October. But certainly from, a, from an inter-county perspective, I remember going to Munster finals. You remember, we all I remember going to Munster finals. Searing heat, pressure cooker stuff. We could now have an All-Ireland final in the same type of atmosphere and winter conditions because mm. there's been loads of all finals that have been played we played one that was piddling over the hills it's amazing it never rained as much yeah. but Johnny, one of the things that was thrown out there was that the split season might cause maybe a little bit of a dent in the inter-county maybe the PR side of it that because we were kind of coming back so far that in the months of August and September that the game of hurling mightn't get the profile that it deserves nationally 
But I think the club scene up and down the country in the games has proven that this split season, I think, will definitely work. 100%. I, I couldn't agree more, TJ. I think like the, even the, the names now around the country that like a Brian Moyle and say from the Glen that has never played for Cork, but fellas up in Tip and Limerick watching today will see him as a quality halfback. Mark has been saying it all the time that the profile that the club fella will get going forward will be that little bit more and they deserve every bit as much credit. I'm above doing our intermediate A team. You've been doing so much in Thomas's and yeah. Gal- plan. Mm-hmm. We all know exactly what the club fella is putting in and he deserves as much credit every way, professionally and everything. I need a mm-hmm. sales rep so I don't know how many sales you get from being able to knock and pick up the phone <laughs> and say, hey, oh, I remember you, they mightn't see you were any good and you kind of re- recognise your name. So it is great yeah. for the club yeah. fella to get well-deserved recognition. Um, I can't see it both being a, a success. I just will be interested. I just This sounds weird, but just the weather, just to see an Ireland final on a searing, hot July day, that could be a watering prospect. Unbelievable, yeah. It's at 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. And Mark, the flip side of that would be we could be looking at maybe the first round of the Munster Championship in April. In April. It's very early. That's different news, isn't it? Well, it's totally different. But the only thing is that it puts a structure on a TJ, like, and, and you know, like, we have to protect the club player because if you don't have a club player, you won't have your inter county player. Yeah. It's like the falls and the yearlings and two year olds. Fred and Brian, right? Unless you have the falls, you won't get into the two year olds. And it's a great kind of a vision for the club there that, you know, going out there getting managers and getting coaches and getting your house in order. Like, Maybe before you were training in January, Sean, you to try and maybe play two or three games in April. Then you were taking a break. That's right. There was people going to the States. There was coming back. It was nearly like kind of two or three seasons inside in the one. Whereas now, you can really take your time here early doors. Maybe get your S&C up and running. Right. Absolutely. And you, know, yeah. you won't be playing champions until, until August. And yeah. people can put a huge structure on that's, it. So that's, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's just the fact that you can give clarity to the players yeah. and they know exactly what's going on. That's, I, the only question I'd ever have is should... The, club scene be first and then the inter-county I kind of feel over the year the club gets a gets you up and running gets it going and then as the year goes on you're getting the better and better and the games are getting better and the higher standard is played what I mean by that is that the inter-county is played at the end of the season and if you're if you're looking for a club player that if he has a very good season goes straight into the court panel does sometimes I, I don't the, know. the only thing, Mark, is maybe the facilities available at the intercounty level when it comes to the S&C side, the way it's programmed and the type of conditioning that can be done. You have a better chance in a shorter period of time in intercounty to get up to the pitch. I think what's made the marketing of all these games, particularly the club scene, the way they've been so marketable because the quality has been decent. And mm. if the club scene comes first, you could have players that are maybe a little bit overweight or maybe not that fit. And as a spectacle, it's not as good. The later it goes on, the inter-county fellas coming back, the club fellas had a chance with league games and with a longer, maybe drawn-out S&C programme to mm-hmm. look fitter and stronger. Whereas, look, we know from being involved in the setups, the available stuff now to the inter-county scene is off the wall mm-hmm. between statisticians, dietitians, the weights and strength and conditioning. So with a heavy December and January, they're nearly fit by, by February versus the club turn. Yeah. That's just my view. Yeah. Yeah. And they've also said... Mark, the, the pre-league tournaments are back in play like so for management teams and maybe especially new management teams there isn't going to be a huge amount of time here like, like if you take no. from today to July 17 Sean isn't that far so like, no. you, you're, you're getting straight into things it things will be happening yeah. faster absolutely yeah. yeah but I, I think Sean you make a valid point that there probably a lot of the inter-county players now there isn't a whole pile of downtime right okay because certainly when I was playing 
I'd say within a month of stopping, I'd be up a stone weight, like, and then you'd you'd put it on very fast, and then it might take it two months or maybe three months to lose the poundage that you were putting on, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is the greyhound over? Yeah, like, never, <laughs> never put on a bit of weight, like you know. Oh, was it five? Was it five? You were showing you the, the skin test of the fitness. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, no, the, like the demands on inter-county players now is ferocious, and well, they have to mind themselves. Like, but Shani touched it there. I suppose that that, that balance of the successful club player who yeah. brings himself literally. Right the way through, let's say a Munster club or a Leinster club campaign on towards an All Ireland club, mm. it's nearly kind of that's the other side of it is running into each other. Like, there's no really much or two off here, like Chinese. No, and like again, like maybe generations, you know, t- mindsets change and all that. But some of the present car players say that I would tic tac with or no or chat to, I get a sense that they almost don't want too much of a downtime. They, I think they revel in, like, certainly for me, the way it's program was a pain and hated it. But the modern player seems to love it and embrace it. They embrace the diet. They embrace sort of building the, the, the picks up and getting the guns on. And it doesn't seem to bother them. Maybe no, maybe I'm wrong. But I just get a sense that they love being toned. They love being in shape. And then they've got the psychology thing. You know, Gary Keegan, that was a Volvo Cork. I know Caroline Currid has done some serious work in Limerick. And they seem to have, to have embraced what it means to be great. What it means to be one of the great players. And if it means it's all your own, then so be it. It's a short career. I think Matt, we would have taken serious Karen Corrid or Keegan I'm not sure exactly what that would have got done. I can remember being in a dressing room one night and uh, John Allen was handing out these these sheets and a lot of it was about the mental thing. Like, and I just said, I'll give it to somebody else. Like, I mean, I, I'm my own. Uh, I'm fine. Like, so I just like, you know, but of course, you know, maybe maybe to get that little bit more, to get over the line, and Ben O'Connor mentioned it in his interview afterwards, they had a psychologist in, I don't know, I can't, um, I'm not sure of her name, but um, it's probably on the programme there, Jennifer, Jennifer Jennifer Hayes Hayes, is her name, and uh, he said that they had one meeting with her, and the lads found it excellent, and she was kept on for the rest of the year, and he just made the point that, look, it might have been the difference between winning and losing, and every little bit that they could get, they would use it, so... You know, certainly, I'd say a psychologist is a big part of most inter-county yeah. setups now. And usually, club when, setups. usually, when that happens now in a winning team, Shani, right, is that oh, other teams the, tend to copy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be psychologists all over club yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a big budget now in every <laughs> age and one on, like, with the manager, with the coach, with the selectors, yeah. and the psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. You turn away before you can say who's sending the team for the coming year. Yeah. Said, who's our psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting. Shani, another thing I want to touch on is I just see some noise there recently about the under-17 grade and I definitely see it maybe in football and I see Pat McInerney having um, a pop last night about that he would like to see it returning to 18. Yeah, I'd kind of endorse it as well, TJ. I think it's hard going for an 18-year-old to really come out and then say, you're basically available for adult hurling, say. Um, I did our intermediate days this year out in the Glen and um, personally would have felt that you know it would have been better off the lads being classed as minors for under 18 and then when they come out at, at 19 years of age you get to work with them they were kind of lost a little bit and some of them were nearly too good for junior and maybe just struggling a little bit to make the intermediate A team and this year there's no kind of some of the divisions have decided in Cork not to have an under 20 competition so some some lads end up playing very very little hurling this year yeah. for me I think it's better off let him stay and I know the thinking behind it was that I think one of the thinkings behind it was that it was holding up Competitions, the, the adult grades, when yeah. intercounty minor stuff was going on, maybe in a good eighteen-year-old. But 
like I can, I don't want to sound disparaging to any club, but if your club is totally dependent on that eighteen-year-old to get you over the line in club championship, then maybe there are other things at play. Yeah. I think it's, I, I would prefer to go back and revert to type. They've got lots of right. Two things I think they've got wrong, and I know Patrick had a big deal with it. I can't understand why they brought in the yellow ball, and I think they should have kept the minor right up to eighteen, and I would endorse the change. Yeah, we take take a really good player to come from maybe seventeen to get onto his senior team, but you you want mm. to be exceptionally good, like so. You would, but I suppose the exceptional fellas do make it easier, like you know. Um, I can remember we I was were going to say yeah. in, in the inter-county scene there John would say before once championship games under 17 kind of lacks a bit of intensity sometimes so would you prefer to see that maybe higher? 19? Yeah well I, I think there should be like I think there should be an under 19 grade and an under 21 grade you know I think going from 17 to 20 is a three year gap I think that's a big gap in my view um, and I think a lot of players are lost from 18 years of age onwards as well TJ so for me if they were bringing the grade down to 17, I think they should have a 19 and a 21. Um, and that kind of goes to your point that if you didn't have and, an exception. And under age in Cork, did you play under 17 and under 19, was it? 18. We, we played... No, well, There's seven, under 18 competition as well. There, there is, but the main grades now are 13, 15 and 17. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, but the see, other main... But see. they have competitions of 16 and 18 as well. <clears throat> this year in Limerick, we said we played 13, 15, 17, but we also have an under 19 and an under 21 championship. Yeah, we don't have an under 19. No, okay, we have that anyway. So the under one championship is to be finished, and luckily enough, Gary's playing and going well. So watch this space; we'll be able to have a rattle off it. No, pre- no pressure on, on, on the boys over the team, but they've been a good side so far. Yeah, but um, the, but the other point about the part of bringing back to seventeen and the minor grade was because uh, the leaving cert was another part of that as well. When it was eighteen, there was a lot of leaving certs were doing exams and there was a lot of complaints came in from parents that if you were playing minor with your inter-county team um, that 18-year-olds were No, the funny thing is kids have kind of changed at themselves because they're nearly 19 years of age and they're coming out of uh, secondary school now so that actually had fixed itself yeah. uh, kind of automatically like, you know. There's no fingers broken in Ireland anymore. In the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a study. It's just a study. TJ, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was involved with the minors a couple of years ago and just Three months off from championship, bang, they stopped coming training. Like, so what's that? What? What's happening? Mm. They're just gone, not training. That's it. They don't train in Cork anymore for them leaving So, that's yeah, so what I Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know you're looking at me. I know. <laughs> yeah, a couple of other things, Matthew, before we finish up. Uh, you were on about today, I suppose, the 20 euros to come in from the Cork County Board. Yes. And also, I'm not sure if it was you influenced this, but the front They were line, listening by. They were Joey listening. Blake was listening. They're, 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 he, he, he's the filter. <laughs> he's the filter. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're listening to it. But, but you have to credit where credit is due at the same time. Well, I, they were... Look, I've said it before and i say it again. You know, you're better off to be getting in 10,000 people at a tenor than fucking, uh, you know... Half the five thousand to twenty euros. Yes, that's the reality. It's the same money. Thirteen and a half thousand people paid into the county final this year. It's been the biggest crowd in years. What has contributed? A the price. You got two quality matches for twenty euros. If they went to twenty five, they'd have been causing trouble in my opinion. They priced it right at twenty euros. And the second thing is a thousand people, uh, frontline workers. Uh, which is a great gesture from the county board, I, I felt. And, you know, those thousand frontline workers have partners as well behind the scenes. So they probably came and bought, and bought, and bought a ticket. So, you know, you can get two people in for the cost of a, a tenner, like, you know, so between them. So 
I, I think, you know, where we'll always have a pop-off the county board in some respects, if credit where credit is due in this situation, you know, there were two good decisions that were made. And I also thought the, the three winning All-Ireland teams been presented to the crowd, the 95 team, the 96 team, everything went extremely well today. And I'd say the county board must be delighted tonight that that, that the preparation, but I suppose as I, our old buddy Roy Keane would always say, like, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah. So Kevin O'Donovan and his team had a job well done today. Rest of the country, beware, Shani, they're right, yeah. Cork <laughs> are doing everything, doing everything right. So on a weekend where everything was, all things red, poor Ole got the road. <laughs> Rachel Rode a super winner on a pink card favour for the Shetland favour for the Gold Cup, Cup I was wearing no. red as well yeah um, Davy Russell Rode the winner of the big race in Navin today so yeah it's I all think about, East, I think East Cork it's all, all East Cork <laughs> all, all, all East Cork so huge thank you to everybody in Cork for their hospitality today for me best wishes to Delo we need him back soon his shoes definitely didn't fit myself for Marco we need you back Delo so uh, hopefully you'll be back in the feed soon Shani thank you very much you, brilliant Bye. Marco delighted to have you and, and a grain of rice and, and a grain of rice is going to tip the scale just remember that then. there's a small bit of a needle there now, come on Mayo you've got to get Andy Moran into the game our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster 